man. Three and that uh, podcast episode six. Let's get it. So uh, we are going through the the main thing we want to talk about is mock drafts. The Dre and Dez mock draft 1.0. Never done one before. Um, and we're doing it as if you were the GM. Um, also, uh, just got some some just saw some interesting news on Odell Beckham Jr., so want to touch on that. Um, but first thing I, we talked about in the last episode that we wanted to do was to recap uh, ESPN and the NBA's uh, horse competition. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I was incredibly underwhelmed. Um, it was pretty hard to watch. Like, I'm, I feel bad because I'm, I'm hammering it, but uh, I, it was cool in a little bit of a sense, like, to see something. But it just... You know, I, I like one thing that stuck out to me was, um, you know, Trey Young being asked, like, how he's coping, you know, with, uh, you know, COVID-19 and, and just, you know, the, the social distancing. And I'm just like, it just seemed a little tone deaf to me. I'm like, you realize you're talking to a millionaire, right? Like, it, like you know, majority of people are not living in a mansion or, a, you know, 28, you know, 3,000 square foot home. Like, most, you know, most people are just kind of dealing with this as a normal person, not a millionaire. So I I was, I was, I was very underwhelmed. um, Not impressed. Um, I think, I think the second round or semifinals, whatever it is, is, is tonight. But um, I, I, it it left a lot to be desired. Um, What's your, you know, what are your thoughts and your, your take on the, on the uh, horse competition? Yeah, I, um, I mean, I, I, I would echo, echo your sentiments about just not being underwhelmed. I mean, like, it, look, I understand in this, you know, climate right now, what's going on in the world, um, trying to be creative, thinking outside the box. So I give them credit for that. Um, but, uh, I mean, there's a couple things that, for one, it was, it was kind of painful to watch. You know, for one, you know, this type of thoughts I have in my head, so I'm not sure if it just probably is not how the average person was thinking. But I'm like, for one, Okay, like I'm sure they made sure their your their rims were ten feet, but like maybe had like some official measurement to prove that the rims were ten feet. Um, <laughs> yeah, diff- based on where the person's living, I mean, like, what if like it, you know, God, I saw Zach Levine like dressed up like in a full jumpsuit. I think he's in Chicago, so like it's probably not the best weather. So it's one person dealing with the cold, one person maybe living in California. Wasn't wasn't Paul sunny. Pierce in like a like a parka? Like he, I mean, he had like a bubble coat. I think it was Paul Pierce. Somebody was in like a bubble coat. Where I'm like, yeah, uh, it's freezing. Like that yeah, is crazy. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure he can't, you know, shoot like he wants to. So it's like the the playing field is uneven. It's weird. So that it was a turn off <laughs> from that standpoint. Um, uh, you know, you got Tamika catches playing. Like I think she's from. She's playing like in this farm area, like it was like it was like near some warehouse. That's some that's what it looked like. I mean, it was just <laughs> it was just weird, you know. Trey Young's clearly playing in his backyard, and, and, and you know, Mike Conley was playing in I guess his home gym. He makes thirty million dollars a year, so I would assume yeah, he can have his own indoor home gym. But I'm like, dude, you know, uh, that has to be a home gym. If not, would you go to a? You found the gym and they opened. The, it, it was just all these. I guess like it was just. I was a lot more distracted with the question, with questions when I actually watched the competition. And, uh, yeah. And it, yeah, I, I give them credit. 
for being creative. I like the fact that they mixed in some, you know, old, old, the old heads uh, versus new heads. Um, you know, so I, I like that aspect. I like the idea of it. I get it. Um, honestly, I'd much rather have saw like a, like a dunk contest. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I've been a lot more interested in that. Like Zach Levine doing dunks on his backyard. You know, uh, or like, you know or saying? maybe even even just like a street like three point contest or something. You know, something like that. Like it because it to yeah. me like. Chauncey, you could see Chauncey was playing on like I mean it, it looked like it was his home, you know, at his home, but it was an outdoor court, but it had like lines painted on it. So you could tell where the three point line was. Right. I think he was going against Trey Young. I'm like, he has nothing painted. Like you can't tell anything. I'm like, so you know, he's saying like, oh, okay, shoot from the elbow. I'm like, dude, you're just guessing. Like there's no, you know, there's no landmarks or anything like for you Dunk to know. Because here's the thing with a dunk contest. Even because I think if you did like a dunk contest, you can take out for the most part physical ailments uh out of it, right? So like you don't have to worry about okay, say if uh Chauncey I'm 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 just going off the cuff here. Say if Paul Pierce, which I think he does, live in California. Say if he like okay, I can't use Paul Pierce if he ain't gonna dunk. But let, let's say you take an NBA player that's living in California right now, let's say freaking Paul George, right? Mm-hmm. Saying, all right, you know, Paul George shoots a jump shot, it goes goes in easily, right? On the opposite end, Zach Levine is living in freaking Chicago, and he <laughs> repeat what Paul George did was blowing fifteen miles per hour winds. You know what I'm right. saying? Like it's a little <clears throat> difficult as opposed to Paul George does a windmill. You know, it had to be nothing crazy to get yourself hurt, but I think it'll be cool. Maybe you like to do a horse, but you do a horse with dunks. You know what I'm saying? Because then. You know, like I think that'd be a way of thinking outside the box. Like uh, Paul George does a windmill. Zach Levine, no matter if it's windy, he's like, "All right, bet, boom." You know what I'm saying? Like, and you you keep it, you know, fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you kind of go have you, like that way. Have you? Um, ever, I that, I think it'd be tough to do. But have you ever played horse where you like call like swish like no like you shoot it and you say no rim at all like it's got to be nothing but net like I've never played horse that way. No, no, and and it doesn't matter. I I'd never play horse like that. Like no, horse. but it, I mean, in in the competition, it, it was like court. that. Like, cause I remember Chauncey shot a a three. He said it uh it was like a um you know from a, a an angle, but he said off the glass nothing and no rim. Like it had to not hit the rim. So it was it was it was I I don't know I no, I you, appreciate the effort, but it it yeah. it didn't it didn't land for me. Yeah, it flopped. It flopped. You know, and just a one quick note on that. Like, I mean, I play in terms of like bank shots versus all net. Like, you have to hit off the bank, off the glass. Cause that, that's right. a challenge, right? Now, right. Don't get damn, damn. If it's like all net or not, you know, what I'm saying all net. If it kind of rims around, it, it went in. So, yeah. But anyway, man, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this. Like, it, it's, it flopped. We both agree it flopped. Um, I think they should try something else. Um, that, we'll that, see. that ain't gonna work. You may not get anybody to tune into that. That's in my final. I'm just keeping it real. Um, all right. What's next? Uh, mock draft. Um, I so so we you know texted about it, and my thought was to to do a, a top ten mock draft, and we'll do it as if we are the GM. Um, so you've got you got to get in that GM mindset. Um, I I. I would go over – I would have us each do our first pick, um, but I'm pretty sure it's Joe Burrow, so I don't even think we need to waste time there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can kind of check that one off. Uh, 
second pick, number two uh, draft. Um, I'm going. I'm going with Chase Young. I just you get the best player in the draft as at the second pick. Uh, I, I just think even though I'm not sure, like the the Redskins could use uh, some other guys, but I mean that pass rusher is one of the three premier positions in the NFL. QB, pass rusher, and off at left tackle. So I'm I'm going with Chase Young. Okay. Um, I am also going with Chase Young. Um, you know, last year uh, under uh, John Gruden, the Redskins were last in scoring and also 27th on defense. Um, uh, keep in mind, they brought in uh, Ron Rivera, who's a defensive-minded uh, head coach. Um, he already has uh, Dwayne Haskins in place in terms of being a young quarterback that they're going to groom. But just for insurance, he did. Uh, they did acquire Kyle Allen. Uh, from Carolina, who played on the Robert Bird a year before, so uh, there's a familiarity. Um, there, there's a sense of being familiar with what Robert Bird expects. He knows what Kyle Allen can do, so I think that they're going to go the safe route um, and go with uh, Chase Young, which is um, it's a safe pick, but it's also the right. It's pick. the right one, right? Yeah. Yep. Who, who may be the best um, player in the draft? I mean, like that actually ready to go right now, so it, it yes, makes total sense. I agree. Um, number three. So, obviously, in my fantasy world, I'd love to draft Tua for the Lions. Right. Um, but if I am the GM, who is Bob Quinn, and I am in the mindset that um, Matthew Stafford is a franchise quarterback and is our guy moving forward, um, I'm going with Jedrick Wills, uh, the offensive tackle from Alabama. Um, I, I mean, we're the, the Lions need tackle help. Uh, um Rick Wagner is no longer with us. Uh, he moved on to another team. He didn't pass away. That was poor wording on my part. But um, I, I just think we, as far as impact, um, I need I need a tackle. I need O-line help. We need to protect Stafford. Um, I need to try to improve my run game uh, because that's kind of Daryl Bevel, our OC's, uh, you know, MO. He likes to run the ball. Um, so I need protection. So I, I, I went with Jedrick Wills, even though I would love to draft Tua. Uh, who you got, Dre? So, um, I am going with Derek Brown, defensive tackle out of Auburn. Um, uh, keep okay. in mind a couple of things here. Um, the Lions have made a few, made a couple of big, uh, defensive, uh, transactions this offseason, but they were, uh, de- uh, detractors. So they cut Snacks Harrison and they also mm-hmm. traded Darius Slay. Um, and, if you think back to the impact that Snacks Harrison had, um, well, my, my reason for making this pick is it's, it's a um, it's a couple factors in play. The first factor is when before uh, Snacks came over to the Lions last year, uh, they were about give me a second here. They were twenty seventh in the league in rush defense, and then after, after this is actually two years ago, excuse me. And then after the acquisition of Snacks. Uh, they were second in the league in rush defense. So the importance for – to me, that stressed the importance for Matt Patricia to have uh, that anchor in the middle of his defense uh, for rush defense as well as pass uh, rush as well because they don't do a lot of blitzing. So basically what they rely on is having their defensive tackle or nose tackle be able to take up multiple blocks to free up lanes – uh, for the linebackers to make plays on both uh, for you know pass and rush, so I believe that they're going to go with Derek Brown. And another reason why I reason uh, I believe they're going to go with Derek Brown is that they 
they probably could use a corner. Uh, actually, I know they could use a corner, but I think it's a lot better chance for you to find a corner um, that's playable. Um, if not right away, at least at some point in the season, with your additional picks you have in this draft, like the third-round pick you got for Slay, or maybe you do it with your second-round pick as opposed to finding a nose tackle that you can plug in right away. I just think it's less options at that position. Yep, I agree. Okay. Um, number four, tell me if you have someone different. I've got Isaiah Simmons to the Giants. Uh, do you have someone else, something different there? I actually have uh, uh, Tristan uh, Wilfs, uh, tackle okay. by Iowa. Um, the Giants' top needs are edge, tackle, and corner. Well, they're not going to get the edge um, in uh, Chase Young because I have him going to the Redskins. And then, like, the next best edge um, uh, in a lot of, uh, you know, according to a lot of sources is A.J. Espinosa. Um, and he's a big fall-off. He's not the type of guy you take it for. So I think you go with the – uh, the safe pick uh, with the tackle out of Iowa. You have Danny Dines playing your quarterback. You need to protect him. Um, and I think this is it's the right pick for the Giants. That's a, that's a solid pick. That's a solid pick. I went Plus Isaiah Simmons. Loves offensive lineman too. Yeah, uh, Gettleman, he's he's interesting. It, it's hard to get in his mindset because I'm not sure he even knows what it is. But <laughs> sure. um, as far as Isaiah Simmons, I mean, I think he's 6'4", 230. Uh, 235, fast, athletic, you know, used to winning, great culture uh, yeah. guy coming from Clemson. Yeah. Um, he, he's a guy that you can put a lot of different places. You can put him, you know, in pass rush uh, uh, positions, you know, a, a walk-up linebacker on the outside, have right. him blitzing. He can cover. He could play a, a safety, you know, in the box safety. Um, he, he can do a lot of things. And, and like I said, I, I love just his culture, what, he, what he's all about. You know, he played at Clemson. Won a lot, um, used to playing in big games, and and the Giants need that more than anything. Um, you but know, is he a building block though? You know, what I'm saying like if, if you last year you invested, in, uh, you got your quarterback in in, in Danny Dimes, mm-hmm. start to play, he shows some promise. Um, don't you think your number one priority uh, would be in this upcoming draft would be able to would, would be to protect him uh, if you can't to get me, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. To me, the 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 Giants aren't going to be good anytime soon. So I just need the best guys that I can possibly get. You know that 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 would be my mindset. Next year, Giants are they're not going to be. If they were 500, I would I'd give Gettleman a raise. Just kidding, he's awful. But uh, I, I mean, I'd, I'd be that shocked if they were if they were even decent next year. So I'm. I'm Although I, I do agree with your 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 you know what you're thinking with that you know with that pick, um, I just I didn't mean I just think that uh, that Simmons is I, I think he's really really good I think he's impactful and I, I think he is a building block essentially I I think he is. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, want to move on to number five. Uh, number five for Dolphins, I got Tua. Um, all all last year it was it was tanking for Tua. Um, it, they didn't you know you end up at the number five pick, but you still get your guy. I'd go with it. Um, I, I mean, you know, there, I've been hearing things that uh, a couple top ten teams have failed him with the with the physical. Uh, I think this close to the draft, I think that's just smokescreen. I think that's teams that are high up hoping that he drops to to so they can pick him. Um, just kind of putting different stories and things out there. Um, I, I I just think it fits well. Um, and I think for the Dolphins, it's the beginning of a turnaround for them because they have so much draft capital in these first two rounds. 
they 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 I mean it, it's it's pretty crazy the uh the picks that they have and they could be uh they could be a dangerous team next year. For sure. For sure. Well, um I also have Miami taking a quarterback, but I have them uh my surprise, I have them taking Bryce Love, uh quarterback out of Utah State. Um No no, not- you got Jordan Love, Jordan Love. Excuse okay. me, excuse me, Jordan Love. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, you know, a quarterback out of Utah State. Um, he probably out of Tua, Justin Herbert, he has probably the best raw tools. Uh, cannon of an arm. People compare his arm. You hear, you know, Pat Mahomes type arm, which is the highest mm. range you can possibly get. I'm not <laughs> saying that he no, has No that. one's got that arm. No one has that arm. Let's, sure. Let's there's, be... only Matt, there's one Pat Mahomes, uh, but I'm just saying. Right. You know, um, so yeah, I have the the Dolphins going with uh, Pat Mahomes. I do believe, I do agree. Uh, typically, this time of the year, uh, before the draft, um, you see more smoke screens, like uh, injury concerns, character concerns, to, to 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 allow guys to possibly fall down to you. And I understand that, but um, I, I have a feeling that Bryce Love's going to be the surprise pick and get picked over Jordan too. Love. Excuse Jordan me, yeah, Bryce I don't know why Bryce, I don't know where Bryce is coming from. I think Bryce Love used <laughs> to be a running back for Stanford, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, um, Jordan Love, excuse me. So um, okay, I'm going with Jordan Love. So then, do in in I'll ask this because I I know who I have obviously for the Chargers next. Does this mean you have Tua going to L.A. to the Chargers no, next no, week? No, I actually have Justin Herbert going to the Chargers. What? Uh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Chargers, of course, uh, are in L.A. Uh, Justin Herbert is from Oregon, played at the University of Oregon, um, West mm-hmm. Coast kid. Um, they, I believe that they probably have a lot more tape on him, probably seen him a lot more. Uh, I'm going to go with that connection of being on the West Coast. You know, him okay. playing in a Pac, uh, Pac-12. Um, I think that is uh, I think it actually benefits them in terms of when they're going to choose who they're probably more fam- who they're more familiar with, especially with you know what's going on right now, not being able to you know work guys out in person and stuff like that. Um, I think they're going to pull the trigger and get Justin Herbert instead. Okay, I have them picking a quarterback as well. Obviously, two is off the board in my mock draft, but I actually have the Chargers uh, picking Jordan Love. Um, I, I think. Okay. Um, I, I just think ceiling wise, I think he's going to be better than Herbert. Um, with Herbert, I just there there to me, there's something missing. Um, and it and it it sounds like a, a cop out, nothing you know really serious. But I, I just feel like with as big of an arm he has, like it just I I saw some some breakdowns in in uh, film on um, actually there's a YouTube channel called the QB School. And it's by J.T. O'Sullivan, who um, played in the NFL, was was a was a backup and a journeyman for quite a while, but um, was in the league for, I, I want to say, 10-plus years. So, uh, obviously a, a professional, but he, you know, broke down some film on, on Herbert. And there were, there were some things that were just, you know, as far as, you know, if you're just watching football, you wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be anything that would shock you or concern you, but as far as, the mechanics of playing quarterback and just the thought process. I mean, there were, there were throws that, you know, as far as on time, like he's hitting step number three, the guy is there, but just not having the confidence to pull the trigger. And my issue was in the game that it was, because I think it was the Auburn game. It was either the Auburn game or maybe Arizona state. Cause I think they ended up losing that game. Um, so it was in a big game, high stakes and just to not, you know, have that confidence in your arm to, you know, to throw that ball on time. 
Um, and it was multiple times that that happened. So it, so I'm, I'm not a big Herbert fan. Um, it, so I actually have the Chargers taking Jordan Love. I think um, you can treat, you know, you can have, I believe Tyrod is there right now. Tyrod Taylor at QB. Yes. If, if you don't feel like Jordan Love is ready today, that's fine. He can sit, you know, for what, however long you think he needs, whether it's eight games, 10 games, the, you know, 15 games. Um, you you know, you've got a guy there in Tyrod Taylor who's not going to turn it over, take care of the ball, and will help groom, you know, Jordan Love. So, um, that's yeah. who I have going number six to the Chargers. Um, and next, I have a similar, and I have a, a similar, you know, uh, sentiment, you know, when it comes to uh, uh, Jordan Love, is the fact that he is he he doesn't have to come in and play right away. There's a placeholder, and you no know, Tyrod Taylor. Last the last time Tyrod Taylor was a he seems to be the placeholder a lot for <laughs> a lot of young quarterbacks. You know, before before this, he was a placeholder in Cleveland. Yeah, Baker. For Baker. And, I, and I believe I, I'm not. I don't think. I don't think he was on the same. He was on the Bills the same time Josh Allen was on the Bills, but he played. He yep. was a quarterback for the Bills the year before Josh Allen got there. So, um, so far, Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield have uh, had, you know, decent starts to their careers. So maybe the same thing will both uh, same results will both well for either Herbert or Love. Uh, not excuse me, you don't have. You, you do have. Um, you have love, yeah, Herbert or Love, who goes to the Chargers. So I agree with you. Um, number seven, I have got uh, might be a bit of a surprise, but I've got the Panthers taking uh, CD Lamb. I think mm-hmm. uh, he, uh, as far as receivers, he's complete package. I think uh, him and Jerry Judy are one A and 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 one AA. Like though they're to me, they're equal. It's just about what your what your take. He, he um, I, CD's tougher after the catch. Um, Judy, I think, is a better route runner. But uh, like I said, you're you're gonna win with either one of those guys. So I you think winning. gives yeah, you it gives you it gives Teddy Bridgewater a, another threat. Um, you know, you want to take some attention off of Christian McCaffrey. Uh, you just gave him a bunch of money. Um, Sixteen dollars a year, baby. Yep. So I I go CD Lamb. I, I just think it'd be a good fit with um, you know with Matt Rule, Teddy Bridgewater. And uh, you know, getting getting uh, Teddy uh, another weapon. The Panthers, you are paying your quarterback twenty one million dollars a year. You're gonna you're gonna you're going to begin to pay your running back sixteen million dollars a year. That's combined thirty seven million dollars on your cap, which leaves less uh, options on the other side of the ball. You know, in terms of being able to fill certain spots on uh, through free agency or even trades. So I think they need to go in defense here, and I got them taking Jeff Okuda, uh, corner Ooh. out of Ohio State. Okay, so you still have Isaiah Simmons on the board at this point, right? I still do, yeah. Okay, okay. Right. I, I mean, I, I'm not gonna go crazy on it. I'm not gonna, you know, to kill it. I think it's a, I think it's a solid mm-hmm. pick. Um, and I want to say the Panthers aren't they in the division with the Saints? So you get Drew Brees that you have to, you know, that you got to compete with every year. Michael Thomas, you got Tampa Bay now, baby. You yeah, got, yeah. You got Brady and Tampa Bay. Yeah. So that I, I, I'm, I'm with that thinking uh, all day, all day. Um, okay, who do you have number eight with the Cardinals? Number eight, the Cardinals just in you know, their their best their future, <laughs> the trade and, of the year, uh, with yeah. DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, the Cardinals, <laughs> to, to, the moves that the Cardinals have made, uh, this offseason, uh, is pretty much is let less uh surround 
um, uh, our quarterback, Kyler Murray, with as much talent as possible. We've already okay. got him a top number one option, DeAndre Hopkins. We know we're going to have a pat because we have a pass happy offense. So let's protect him as well. So I got him taking uh, Jedrick Wills, tackle out of Alabama. Okay. That I, I I love the pick. I, I think so. I went with Makai Becton out of okay. uh, Louisville, and it, it's only because uh, Wills on my board is already taken. But uh, yeah, you got to protect Kyler. He got sacked a ton uh, last year. I I would have liked a receiver here if they didn't already go and get Hopkins. Sure. Um. And I and I think that they they are they could potentially be a, a pretty decent team. I, I mean, they didn't have many wins last year, but sure. uh, the Lions. yeah, uh, they, but to be able to, you know, protect Kyler, I think is, is uh priority, priority number, number one. one. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, you're, and, and to be able to do that, you're, you're going to be in really, really good shape. Um, okay. Who do you, who do you have uh, for the Jags at number nine? So Jags number nine, uh, they traded Calais Campbell, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which is their long t- long time uh, defensive end, a really good player. Uh, there are reports that it could be trading Yannick, another one of their good pass rushers on the team. Uh, however, they are uh, in the transition of finding who's going to be the face of their franchise since trading Jalen Ramsey during the season last year. And they did find a potential diamond in the rough for Gardner Minshew, but based on this player being available and the Despite injury concerns, the ceiling that he has, I think it's going to be too good of a opportunity for Ooh. him to uh, turn back on. I got him t- uh, taking uh, Tua Alabama, baby, at number Man. nine. You get to That's bring him to your franchise. You already have a starting court, uh, uh, quarterback in Garner Minshew, so you don't have to rush Tua on the field. Any con- uh, any injury concerns, you can really give Tua a lot more time to rest up and get better. He doesn't have to rush. I think it makes perfect sense. Wow. That's it. That, that's I. I mean, I understand the the, the thought process. Um, I actually went. I so I was tempted to go uh, Jerry Judy here, uh, just to give you know because my thought is if Gardner Minshew's my guy, I need to give him weapons. Um, they've got a. I feel like they have multiple number two guys, but not a number one. Um, but also, I you know this is a very deep wide receiver draft. And uh, I, I feel like I can still get a pretty good one in the second round. So I actually mm-hmm. went with uh, Wirfs, the uh, tackle from Iowa. Um, let's let's protect Gardner Minshew. We need to improve that run game. You know, we got Leonard Fournette, who I want to say is towards the end of that rookie deal. So, right. I mean, if I'm the GM, I'm, not I'm trying to – well, I'm not extending him, and I'm trying to get all the tread out of that tire I can this year. Like, sure. we're going to be running – you know what I mean? We're going to run the ball. Um, so I, I felt like he was a good – good fit there um with the jags at number nine and uh you know like i said it any anytime you're improving the o-line i think you're you're moving in the right direction like you can never go wrong there um and then my 10th pick was uh for the cleveland browns was thomas the offensive tackle from georgia so i actually had a run of tackles here we're thinking alike we're thinking alike so i didn't i didn't a lot of the options that we're our differences are not necessarily based on position chosen is the person based on who we have drafted on our boards. So I also went tackle. I have the Browns, you know, they got to protect uh, Baker Mayfield drafting a six, seven tackle out of Louisville, Mikhail Beckton. Yep. Um, seven foot wingspan. Um, you know, you got to protect, protect Baker Mayfield. He has all those offensive options in Cleveland. 
Uh, really good running backs. Um, you know, obviously, I'm interested to hear more about Odell, but like good, currently, really good wide receivers to throw to, and Odell Beck, uh, uh, Beckham. Um, uh, so as well as uh, um, uh, Javon Landry. So uh, yeah, I had him take my tackle as well. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good one. I had, but I just noted some noticeables that not that did not end up in my top ten. Uh, was Derek Brown, Justin Herbert, uh, Jeff Okuda, and Jerry Judy, uh, which, you know, pretty interesting. But um, I want to say Judy wasn't in your top 10. Either Okuda was, uh, Derek Brown was, and Herbert. So so we had a, we had a couple that were that were pretty similar. Yeah, uh, I don't have Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons going in, in the top true. 10. True. That's true. You know, you neither Judy. And here's the thing, because I, I think that those sweet spots for those – I think the sweet spot for Jerry Judy to get taken is somewhere between 10 and 15, honestly. Well, not even 10. I, I think it's 11 to 15. I think that's the sweet spot in which he's going to get taken. I, I, I don't think anything before that. Isaiah Simmons, if, okay, the problem with a guy like Isaiah Simmons really isn't him in terms of his talent. It's, it's what when you draft him, What why are you drafting him? Most teams would say, well, he's a great athlete and a versatility he can provide. But when you're looking at on your board and you're looking at what positions we need to fill, what can you say concretely position you're feeling when you draft him? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, I, I feel like some of those top 10 teams, I don't know. I can't say, of, even though he's a great athlete and a really good football player, we're uh, that, uh, uh, that jack of all trades uh, uh, type player fits in with their priorities. I, I just can't see that. Um, well, he's and he's and it's tough because because of the position he plays. I mean, you could make an argument that outside linebacker is the uh, outside off the ball linebacker is right. the least important position on a defense. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it, 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 as far as or or maybe least valuable, if I if I could say that. Right. Um, cause I mean, you look at defensive tackle. Yep. That's important. No matter what position or what defense you run defensive right. end, very important corner. Yes. Important safety. Yes. You need run support. You need, you know, a center fielder, middle linebacker. Yep. He's calling the plays. He's doing the audibles, you know, and you need a guy who can run sideline to sideline. Whereas that outside linebacker, it kind of gets lost in the shuffle a little bit. I mean, I, I can't even think of the, the last guy who's been a, a high first round pick that plays that position. You know, it just it. I, I mean, it it just you know it doesn't happen that much, unless you're you know, unless you're like uh, Chase Young or Von Miller. You know, Von, Von, when I say Von Miller, you, you gotta have or you're a guy like freaking um. Why am I? But even even those two, they were both on the ball outside linebackers, yeah. though. You no, know, no, they no, were no. they yeah. were you know hand in the dirt. You know, guys. I think what Bradley Chubb, I think, was like a similar type of athlete, like that right. that OLB slash DN. So. It's 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 tough. Um, it's 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 tough sledding, but um, well, and, you know. I, and the thing is, whoever drafts him, I, he's going to be a good player for whoever drafts him. But it has to be the right situation, you know. I, and I don't think yeah. any team picking top ten. You're when if you when you bring him in, you're you're going to set him up for failure. If you bring him in and say like, gosh, you know, we we're we're, we're bad. We need you to be great in this one position. Um, so we can know that we're set here. I'm not sure he's that type of guy. I think he's the type of guy that you bring into your mix when you already have some building blocks in place, like teams that are somewhere between, you know, 12 to 15 and lower, 
And you're like, okay, well, we have some decent uh, blocks or a few uh, blocks already on our team. This guy can help be one of those X factors, right? To help take us to the next level. So I, yeah. I think he'd be great. I mean, hell, I mean, you have a team like the Patriots that could trade up, and I can see them taking a guy like that and him being a superstar, right? You know, like so. It's it's he is him, he is one of the situation. yeah he he's one of the guys that uh, talent wise is top five, but I I he's one that I could easily see falling down just due to teams just valuing other positions more. Like it's not like. Yeah. He's not, you know, he's not a great player. It's just, well, I need, I need to protect my quarterback, or I need another weapon for my young quarterback, or you know what right. I mean, like where it's just, he just, he just fall, you know, they're just weighing it out, and you know, they, the offensive tackle just weighs more, you know, it, it is more valuable to us, or the pass right. rusher as opposed to you know the off the ball linebacker. So it's understandable for sure. Um, I mean, look, so Jabril Peppers was a. And I'm not oh, saying that this Simmons is not a better player than Jabril Peppers, right? And I know, like, oh, you're a good Michigan friend. Look, look, look. I, like, Jabril Peppers was really upset, and people were shocked. Not shocked, but, like, one of the stories of the draft is that he was falling so far down. I mean, I think he got picked 22nd, 20, uh, yeah, 22nd in the draft, uh, his draft. I can't remember for sure. But my, my point is that the reason why Jabril Peppers, who was a Heisman candidate, like it or not, I think it was valid or not, his last year for the University of Michigan, <laughs> he was a Heisman candidate. He really was. And uh, because he was the uh, – we'll, 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 we'll call that a lo- – we'll make that a loose term, a Heisman candidate. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll call that a loose term. Very loose. A loose a – loose, <laughs> let it be a loose term, but it is what it is. I mean, I'm not saying I would have voted for him, but I'm making a point that um, – he was one of those jack of all trades kind of guy, um, you know. Play play linebacker, play safety, played. You know, uh, at times he'll rush uh, the quarterback on on the edge, right? Just because of speed and physicality. You know, he'll play running back, he'll play receiver, he played punt return, kick return, right? So he was one of those guys, very talented, probably in terms of raw ability, uh, maybe a top ten guy, right? But he slipped as well in the draft because, like you said. When I think teams can fall in love with the player in terms of the highlights and the potential, right? What they can do, could do, but when they get down to when that clock is ticking, and they're like, okay, when we make this pick, can we check this box and say we covered this part of our team? I think that's when the issue uh, uh, comes to play. Yeah, he. Yeah, well, well, it'll be interesting to see that. That's for sure. Um, so last thing, and I wanted to keep it pretty brief. Uh, I just saw that Odell Beckham has been made available via trade by the Browns. Um, really? I wa- and I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot, but wow. I'll give you some time. Um, give me one team that you think he would be a great landing spot for, and I'm going to give you mine first. I think a, I, I think the Can't perfect – uh, no way. No, there's not I enough. Want to steal your lightning and just throw one out there. No, Go in ahead. Tampa Bay, that no, that'd be an awful situation. That's the Cleveland Browns times two. Um, my thought was the, the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, what better <sighs> superstar to come to Las Vegas? They're making the move this year. They need a number one receiver. They have, I think, it's Tyrell Williams, who's he's a pretty good number two, but he's not a number one. Um, and and now this is this is setting aside what they're going to ask for him but as far as just fit i could you imagine odell and the 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 black and uh silver i mean that and 
in in Vegas, that I think that is I'm I'm not sure you can pull a better fit for Odell for this year. Uh that that's a, but see the thing is like I think that that'll be a terrible. I mean, look, Gruden is why uh, though? Because like you, the guy is drama, and you want to bring him to Las Vegas. Well, he did it with that, Antonio Brown. Why wouldn't he? And and, yeah, and think about and think about no, but think about it. this. But think about this. It's not Odell's not even drama though. Like he like he's nothing like he's Antonio lot, Brown. Dude. Has has Odell missed practices? Is he skipping workouts? No, okay, no, Is he no, skipping no, no, walkthroughs? No, 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 no. Okay, when I say a lot, dude, I mean he uh, he's a character. Okay, no, he may not be a character like Antonio Brown, who may actually have issues, but he is a he's a diva. He's a prima donna, dude. Like it's. But give, okay, like, give I, give I me give me on. what his Odell? What did he do last year with the Browns? Dude, all I'm I saying mean, is that he's just a lot. I'm not. I, I just think that, like, okay, maybe not with the Browns that he, like, you saw really much of anything, but you damn sure saw shit. shit excuse me, things with the Giants, and I'm not. I'm not supposed yeah, to but he, but he's young. He was, uh, dude. You got to give him some credit. Now I know the Josh Gordon thing. Like, obviously that was a big deal, but he's also was pretty young at that point. Like, yeah, I think he's, I, a player. I think he, I think he's matured player. a lot. Who do you? Okay, okay, so who do you think he would be a better fit with? Now, apparently, some of these reports are false, but it looks like the Vikings may have checked in on. I think the Vikings would be a great option for Odell. Because they traded, the Vikings traded uh, 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 Diggs, Diggs uh, Stephon Diggs to the Bills. <laughs> you, but they still got Thielen. Huh? I, yeah, I, I, and they're two different types of guys. Thielen is like a slot type receiver. I mean, he plays the outside, but you know, you talk about bringing Odell with the, uh, Thielen. Oh my God. But think about, think about the parallels, though. Because that, that's exactly what you have with the Cleveland Browns. Jarvis Landry is a slot guy, short, you know, short passes. But you know what I mean? Like, and then Odell's a very different receiver than that. But you're going to end up with the same issue that you have with the Browns. Like, he's not going to get enough targets, which I will. I'm going to give him credit because he did not get a lot of targets last year and, and still stayed out of the headlines. Like, he wasn't acting a fool. He wasn't doing anything like that. Um, but I, I need – I'm going to take him to a place where there is not a number one there and there's a veteran quarterback there with David uh, – Derek Carr, I'm sorry. Um, with Derek Carr. Granted, he may not be there for the long-term future, but he's there right now. You know so, who should do it? It just came to me. You know who should do it? And maybe if they like this guy does it, maybe he should he should use the, his draft capital, which he's received from the already stupid decisions he's made already. Maybe Houston? Houston, yes. Ooh, I can see that. I can definitely see that. Oh I think, I, and God. I think it fit. I think it would fit. I think that would work. I you think that what? would work. Uh, oh, 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 uh, Bill O'Brien may actually restore some faith in me if he took that shot. If, if, if he did that, I'm like, you know what? Okay, okay. <laughs> Shoot your like shot. It. Shoot your shot. Gary Hopkins is a better all-around receiver than. Ooh, I don't know. Uh, see, I like it. You got like, you got to do something. I mean, you're gonna yeah. have to give up some stuff, but at this point, Odell's value has gone down as far as what yeah. you can ask for him. Because I mean, what did the Browns trade like a two and a three or something like silly like that? I don't think yeah. they gave up a first round pick. Yeah. So I'll give you a two and a three for for Odell. Yeah, all day. Let's yeah, go. I, I, if, if I I put it this <clears> way, if I'm if I am Deshaun Watson, I'm like, uh, look, man, you. You already traded Dwayne uh, uh, DeAndre, DeAndre. Hopkins for me. I you got to give me something. Odell. You got to give me something. Yeah. Go get him. 
Go get them. I, I like that. I like that. That can that can definitely that that works for me. Hundred percent. Look, man, I think those two would be a great. Cause you know what? I think Deshaun Watts is the kind of guy who can be a good fit for Dell. Cordell, I mean, um, Deshaun is not loud. You know, he's a he's really like I, I love. Like he has a like a personality that's like he brings guys together. Guys want to play with Deshaun Watson. You know what I'm saying? He's a leader. He put, yep. like he leads by example. You know what I'm saying? Like he's going to dive over, you know, the, you know, over defenders to get to the end zone, putting himself at risk. He has a great arm, great composure. Um, he knows how to use utilize his weapons. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think they'll get along really well because they're different. You know what I'm saying? In a good way. Yep. Um, I think Baker sometimes can be a little bit of a. a, a he's emotional. He's yeah, emotional, and that's fine. I'm good with that. Yeah, you know, and yep. I, I think that contrast make a lot of sense. I, I, I think you That's my answer for you. You can't take it. I'm taking Houston. I think the Houston <laughs> Texans need to do, do. If I'm a Houston Texan fan, with everything that's been going on, and I hear that Odell's available, I'm like, dude, go, go get me OBJ. Go get mm-hmm. me OBJ. So yeah, that's how I feel about it. But I don't want to dwell on this too long because we're trying to be a little bit more condensed for our podcast. He's going to drop this on me at the very last minute. Why in the hell is he available in the first place? That's what I want to know. Uh, I mean, that's that's another. I mean, I don't know. It just doesn't fit. I mean, there's only one football, man. You can't give everybody 100 catches. So, I, I don't know. And think about this. For the Browns, in a receiver deep draft, which we agreed that this is, this may be the year to do that. Why not? Trade Odell, get you some draft capital, draft your tackle at number 10, and who knows? Maybe draft a, a young, uh, uh, some, 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 a young, another young receiver in a second or third round. Maybe you could take a project or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like one, uh, one, one last scenario I'll give you is what if, what if Arizona calls and says, I'll give you my two I for Odell? That. See, now you play Madden now. And they see now, I, I, I thought about I'm that. I'm just saying. But my very I, I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it fits that well. To me, he, Odell's got to be the clear number one on your team yeah, or it's not going to work. You know, Hopkins? No way. Uh, that, that right. would be a worst parent to I, me. I was just bringing it up. Just, bring, just, just brought it up. That's all. I don't, I don't think it would – I just – to me, I, I, think the, I think the Raiders work. I think it works. I, I really think do. I think you're thinking too much uh, – I think you're thinking too much sexiness. I think you just want Raiders first year in Vegas, uh, you know. Do they not need a splash? splash? Like, they huh? need that. They need that, and they it works. They tried that last year, and it was a disaster. Had the GM. Yeah, well, Antonio Brown is is a, a whole different situation than Odell. Odell's been in no, no doubt. trouble. No doubt. I'm just saying, man. I I, I think they need to quiet down in in uh, in, in Vegas. Not not turn quiet it up down right. is going to get you bankrupt as a franchise. You need <laughs> reasons to sell tickets. If you get Odell uh, on that team. Say they made the trade tomorrow, they would sell out their uh, season tickets uh, the, the over the weekend. Guaranteed. They're already going to sell it all, Des. No, they're not. In Vegas. Have you seen that stadium? I ain't seen the inside, but I saw the outside. It looks like really intimidating. It's like all black on the outside. I'm like, God, that looks like like something sweet. Now, if I was in Vegas, I'm not. See, you know what's interesting? Maybe we'll say this for another podcast. We actually will say this for another podcast. Do you, if you had to off the cuff right now, say the percentage of people, of fans that will be attending the Raiders games in Vegas being actual residents of Nevada. What would you say it is compared to tourists? 
At probably 20% residents. If 20% that. residents, 80% tourists? Yeah. Shooting on most Sundays when the Raiders have home games, that majority of the fans that are at that game do not live in Nevada. Are there visiting? Correct. And, and probably, I would say most of them probably aren't even Raiders fans. Like, I, I just don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I get the allure of it, but I, it just, I don't know. I, I don't think it'll be a lot of people that are there. Cause I, and then, too, I mean, is it going to be an outdoor stadium? Because it's in Vegas in, in September. Right. I sure oh. hope it is. I sure hope it is a dome. I think it is a dome. I mean, just give me two seconds here. Uh, da, 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 da. It is. It's a dome. Ele- it, it, it almost has to be. It has to be. But yeah, I, I, we'll see. I mean, I, I don't think. I, I think they need something like this uh, to really jolt the jolt that move and and get some fans, you know, coming to that that uh, that stadium. Oh, this so. is sweet. <laughs> this is so sweet. I'm looking at pictures of it. Anyway, uh, that is episode six of the Dre and Dance podcast, Mock Draft 1.0. We got the draft April 23rd. Is that correct? That is correct. All right, baby. We are uh, how many days away? We are eight days away? Yep, we're eight days away. And our plan is to go Instagram live for the draft. So... Uh, Dre and Des podcast on Instagram. Follow us, and we will be going live. So we'll we're gonna figure out those logistics and all that good stuff. But uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, who who picks who. Right, so, sounds we'll good, see. man. Well, that's episode six, baby. That's a wrap. That is a wrap. See you, man.